0: Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Partnership Podcast. It's your host, Monica Lee, and it feels great to be back another week delivering more information, insight, and knowledge about what is going on within the partnership. Today, We'll be talking to Laura Burbage, Director Online, and Steve Razie, who is the Mission 2020 lead, about the progress that has been made in Waitrose.com during the pandemic. We've had to adapt, overcome, tackle so many challenges in the last year. And I will be so honest, the way that they delve into how the partners have adjusted to it and how it's been successful for the business, it's extremely lovely and beautiful to see so further ado I'm going to pass this over to Bethany and they're going to delve into more of how everything panned out Hiya,
1: so this is Bethany Nichols, and today I'm having a chat with Steve and Laura. So um, if you'd like to introduce yourselves, kind of tell us a little bit about your journey within the partnership, where you started, where you are now. Um, Laura, would you like to go first?
2: Sure. Hi, Beth. Uh, So my name is Laura Beveridge and I'm the online director at Witchless.com. And I've been a partner for about five years now um, and always worked in the online team. So it's very close and dear to my heart. Um, before the partnership, I worked for a digital innovation and marketing company. And prior to that, for an online consultancy, helping lots of other retail retailers develop their online presence.
3: Hi Beth, uh, Steve here. So um, I'll, I'll give you a potted history. Um, I've been with the partnership quite a long time. In fact, Laura and I were just debating about whether she was born when I joined, but I joined the partnership in October 1981, so I'm in my 40th year. Um, my career has largely been in operations, so shops is um, where it's at for me. Um, I joined the Mission 2020 team uh, a couple of years ago to look at uh, the Mission 2020 program from a shop perspective and have spent the last two years happily in,
1: in the online leadership team, and now I work for Laura amazing so we'll get uh, straight into it so um, the growth of is an important part of the retail customers love element of the partnership plan and um, can you tell me a little bit about what you've been doing and how the pandemic has changed any plans you had in place kind of in early and um, 2020 you know I think a lot of customers have headed to online and um, you know because of COVID. you know how how have the team handled that
2: yeah, I mean, uh, I'll start, and Steve, please jump in. But it's safe to say 2020 has been a year like no other. Uh, and for it's it definitely wasn't the year that we were planning for. As Steve mentioned in his intro, we had set up um, a program called Mission 2020, um, which was really about making sure that we were as prepared as we could be for the end of our um, 20-year partnership with Acado on the 1st of September. And back then, we were... Merrily planning and working away towards um, building the capacity for 130,000 deliveries per week, um, which, if I'm honest, felt really challenging at the time and was a big change from where we had been. You know, we were maybe in the sort of 60,000 orders per week, so it was a huge. You know, we were doubling the size of the business. Um, and actually, you know, looking back, that was a blessing in disguise, really, because we were already starting to to put down the foundations to grow. But, I mean, on the 16th of March, traffic to the website just tripled overnight. It was absolutely crazy. Um, And we'd never really experienced anything like we had seen before. So it was slightly hectic to say the least, with all of our teams working 24-7, trying to make sure that we were ready. Um, and, And we had a lot of plans in place, but it was safe to say we had to adapt to them move them quicker um, and really just go for it and um, we kind of quickly realized i think the moment was now so we had to seize that opportunity and and just yeah run with it
3: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's interesting isn't it A lot, um, yeah we, we talked about mission 2020 and i suppose beth my, my job really in mission 2020 was to make sure shops were not only equipped from an operating perspective but also had the kind of back of house and front of house space to enable us to do more deliveries. So we did have a plan to be able to equip shops and partners and build stuff in our shops. But that delivery and that plan was to culminate in September. And as Laura says, so, you know, when, when we got to the first lockdown uh, in the pandemic, thing, things really kicked off. And the plan, the plan was a blessing because it wasn't as if we were starting with a blank sheet of paper. But um, we, we may have Well, it been just really because um, I think if you look at the target that we were trying to achieve in September, we actually achieved that in the second week of April. Um, And none of that infrastructure and none of that preparation for our shop teams and partners was in place. Um, We still hadn't opened the CFC that we were planning to do as well. So what happened in April and May was was a phenomenal effort, really, from all the guys in shops and CFCs, uh, our team centrally, all the, all the systems that we had that we were going to do this prep on um, hadn't been done, needed quite a lot of nursing to, to look after them. Um, and then, of course, it wasn't just about really April or September. And if you, if you look at where we ended up for Christmas, we got to 200,000 deliveries. So, um, yeah, sure, we had a plan. But um, it, it turned into quite an agile and adaptable plan, let's say. Wow, that's amazing um, how you said,
1: you know, how quickly Um, The plans had to change from, you know, like you said in, uh, was it September, then moving into May and kind of making those plans. I remember being in branch and um our uh, this was in the bag shop branch at the time and um we didn't do any waitrose.com deliveries that's not something we did and then all of a sudden we were doing the um like the click and collect um waitrose um products which was it was really interesting actually trying to learn something really new and really different and um, rather than just being on a food service counter like i was i then was getting involved with something completely new and after working in a shop for five years at this point and yeah it was a really nice kind of element to then get stuck into which um i know a lot of partners had never experienced so that's amazing um Uh, uh, interestingly the the bit that you mentioned there is just um around collection only shops is, is
3: probably some of the amazing agility that the business has shown that wasn't planned for so um i think uh laura was talking on our huddle this morning at this time last year i think we did just over a thousand collections uh, a week across the estate. We have been up to forty-two thousand oh, collections. That's amazing! <laughs> <laughs> um, and every time we've gone into lockdown, yeah, those collection there. numbers have picked back up again as well. So um, yeah, those collection-only shops that you mentioned, we have seventy-nine now. We didn't have any uh, six months ago, a year ago.
2: Yeah, it's amazing. I think I think what that just really shows, and I think whilst you know we in you know in the online team, you know there's a head office team, but I mean it, it is such a it's such a partnership effort, right? It's it's every you know as you say, Bethany, it's every partner in branch sort of rolling their sleeves up and getting and getting stuck in and, and supporting is is what really. I think it makes us different as a partnership It's what really has made us successful in the online business this year. We could not have done what we've done without all of those partners and branches.
1: And that's the same with the um, the John Lewis shop partners as well, being redeployed and how amazing they've been as well. Um, it's definitely been absolutely with waitress. Yeah. Um, so this kind of leads on to my next question, which is um, throughout the pandemic, many customers who didn't shop online before, have had to because they may, were maybe vulnerable or had to isolate. Do you think this will kind of change their future shopping habits um, for good? Or do you reckon they will be go shopping, um, sorry, will go back to shopping in store? Because, you know, I kind of think of, I know that from Bagshaw, a lot of our customers and our regular customers were they would do their shopping and then they'd go sit in the um the cafe or the bakery. And it was a real experience from for them that they used to do that maybe every couple of days. Um so what are your thoughts on that? Do you think it will change or go back to normal or? Well,
2: I mean, I'll I'll give my <laughs> where's the crystal ball? I think I think for me, I think it's it's Some will stick, but I don't think it is a wholesale shift. So I do think um, a lot of customers do love shopping in store. And as you say, having that bit of, you know, experience and a bit of catch up and coffee with a friend. So I do think, you know, we'll be in a real um, mixed sort of shopping mode, if you like. So I think a lot of customers will do. If you think about you know your big bulky items your waters your laundry detergents all of that sort of stuff i can envisage a world where you know the customers are doing all of that online because it's you know it's quite functional and heavy and cumbersome um but that's not to say i mean i think customers will definitely want to go back to our branches to to you know find new products and you know look at the fresh fruit and veg and meat and things like that so i do think it's a real it's going to be a real mixed bag i think but I do think a lot of people will stick to online. So once they've got over the the sort of psychological barrier of, you know, setting up a registration and getting all their favorites, you know, sort of accumulated and things like that, so many people have got over that barrier now. Um, I do think they'll stick with us. And actually we did some research. Um, I think it was just before Christmas, actually. Um, and, you know, the huge um, uptick in customers are shopping online now. So. Seventy-five percent of us are now doing some of the shopping online compared to sixty percent before the pandemic. So um, it's a huge, it's a huge um, shift and acceleration in, in customer behaviour. But I don't think this is about doing all of your shopping online. I think, I think the value of our stores um, is huge and will remain such a core part of customers' experience with Waitrose. Yeah, Bethany, I mean, I can can really only
3: answer or add anything to what Laura said really from my personal experience. So from me as a customer or actually people that I know as a customer, um, I live next door to my in-laws, actually, both of whom are vulnerable and and have never shopped with uh, Waitrose online before Um, and very quickly realised that they couldn't go out of the house. They're, They're absolute Waitrose customers through and through terrified about the fact of using the internet and who was going to steal their information and whether they get their shopping and the like and and i have to say when i talk to my mother-in-law now there's absolutely no way she's going to go back to doing anything apart from shopping online she's learned all those new skills set up everything as, as as laura said and you know absolutely finds it unbelievable that somebody can turn up in a van and bring all her shopping Uh, There there is a slight downside, as every time she gets a substitution, she thinks I know precisely why there are no organic pomegranates in Hailsham. But uh, (laughs) I have to to deal with that. And I have to say from my my own personal perspective, you know, I like shopping online. But you know what? I love I love food. um, I'm a bit boring. I like being in a supermarket and I find it quite inspiring going to look at things. So can we convert everybody? I think we need to convert people like me with a different proposition at some point in the future that is totally inspirational for people. But I think in the meantime, people are still gonna want to go in shops and and, and be inspired by the products that they sell and and enjoy the experience of going shopping, which I sadly do.
1: Of course, yeah, especially the Waitrose experience. It's definitely, yeah. um, you know, from, when I, from working in a branch, customers would just applaud um, partners on their sort of start to finish experience and saying hello every time you go past someone and, you know, being welcoming and stuff. And um, I must say, I, I do like shopping. I do like a bit of food shopping, having a little mooch round um yeah
2: def- I'm definitely yeah I agree and i sorry to talk over you Beth I think um we did uh I was in a customer closeness session last week and it's amazing how many customers said actually going to the shop felt like a real treat and a real trip out so I do think customers will will get back to you know are desperate to come back and, and go to the shops as a little you know treat as you say you know have a mooch have a coffee um so I do think I do think there'll be a uh, a mixed world going forward
1: absolutely um, and kind of talking about kind of the future and kind of what we think shopping ha- customer shopping habits um, and how they will change and um, what plans have you got for you know over the next few years to continue the growth of waitrose.com and you know how will it work alongside our physical shops <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, I think um, we'll do this between us, but certainly from uh, from the physical estate, uh, but I was going to come from two places, really. So um, it's quite timely that we're talking today because this week we open um, our third CFC in London, um, which will give us another 25,000 slots in London for our, our customers in the capital. Um, but of course, there's a blend that's, that needs to be struck as well through the uh, the shop physical estate as well. So I think it is going to be a hybrid of the two. Um, And there's still quite a lot of capacity we think we've got to exploit in in the shop estate as well. Um, So for this year, we have plans to add quite significant capacity, probably in many ways as much as last year for Mission 2020, if not a bit more. So some of that includes um, just enabling shops with charging points. Some of it is about building extensions or um, changing the shop floor and can be quite invasive. So we have that plan uh, ready and being rolled out right now. Um, but I think yeah, that there, there is still more to be done from, from the shop estate, which I think we will begin to see over the next couple of years as well. And of course we've got some quite interesting other uh, irons in the fire. And whilst we're not fully formed on where we might go with Deliveroo at the moment, Deliveroo I think is a, a, a trial that we've run in the online convenience, online convenience market to see whether we can match our customers with uh, or our products with delivery customers. It's been a pretty successful trial and we're, we're evaluating what that might look like for the future. So there there may be opportunity there as well. So, um, yeah, I think there's plenty, uh, plenty of us to play with in terms of capacity. What I would say, though, is um, it isn't just about building additional space and capacity. It's about how well we do the fulfillment to our customers as well. And i think equally with the shops this this year whilst focusing on building stuff we're also looking at how can we do it better than we ever have done um so how do we improve our customer service scores how can we improve things like shelf life and availability to make sure that what we do build just from a number perspective is really sustainable for the future
2: yeah i'd agree with all of that steve i think I think for us, you know, looking forward, it is about that that longer term sustainability and how do you, how do we make the experience of shopping with Waitrose, whether you you know you shop online, or in the shops, or both, like how do you just make that seamless so the the experience that you get from the brand that is Waitrose just feels the same no matter where you are. So there's a lot of emphasis at the moment on thinking about you know how do we make sure that. The quality and taste really shine through on Waitrose.com, and um, so, you know looking at different initiatives like you know better together and how how might that show up online so there's there's a lot of opportunity I think for us you know to to really dial up the strengths that we have as a brand and um, in the online channel as well as you know what Steve says around how do we serve more customers you know it's a crying kind shame of at the moment that we can't deliver to every customer that wants a delivery and we need to resolve that so that you know everyone can get waitress product. Um, as well as just sorting out some of those, you know, retail basics, you know, subs subs, you know, still an ongoing thing, as Steve mentioned, like how do we make sure that we minimize subs and when we do have a sub, it's a good one. So there's there's lots of a there's lots to go after. And um, we've got a really ambitious plan you know as you know it's one of the the sort of core priorities for the partnership plan for this year so um plenty more to come i think is uh is what i would say about waitrose.com in the next year
1: i mean we've we've had a bit of a chat about um kind of the waitrose experience and the kind of the quality um of waitrose and the quality of that experience for customers um what do you think makes us stand out from other supermarkets that offer an online service like we do
2: yeah i mean i think it's i was thinking about this last night i think for me it really comes down to it's the same things that we you know we stand out for in shops you know as we do online i think it's the amazing quality of great season food, right, that you can only get at Waitrose, that's number one. And then couple that with the amazing service that we give our customers through our partners is incredible. You know, I don't think, you know, one of our team was talking this morning about his mum and dad live in uh, Wales, and it's St. David's Day, and the driver turned up with a little bouquet of daffodils to celebrate, and I'm like, it's little moments like that that only the part, only Waitrose does, right? I don't have I've certainly never experienced it anywhere else. So it's those little amazing moments of of serendipity and, and, and spectacular service that our partners give that that for me is what makes the difference between, you know, a waitress online and any other supermarket online. Um, so yeah, those are the things. I think it it sounds really simple, but you know, I think it's really difficult to replicate those two things. And that's I think what gives us our edge um both in shops and online okay
3: yeah i mean i I would only mirror what laura laura said beth really um there's a reason why we acquired so many customers from mercado over the last last year and uh you know product and service are the other are two key things and again if i just reflect on my own personal experience with my in-laws um, and the drivers that i meet and they've no idea what i do for a living so they turn up at my house and they're their normal selves they're amazing they're really great people and of course um we have drivers from all sorts coming to the house and delivering things as many people have done through the through the pandemic and lockdown Our drivers are great they just seem to be they enjoy their jobs they're instinctively interested in the people that they're serving and the jobs that they're doing i watch the way they deal with particularly my my father-in-law who has advanced um, dementia they're brilliant they're brilliant and i don't see other people doing that and there's just something about the partnership uh, and the way we work that means that service is front and center of what we do and other people can't do that in the way in which we do
1: yeah, I couldn't agree more with um, with what both of you are saying. Um, definitely working, you know, from working in store. Um, I definitely think the it's on us um, kind of scheme that we have in store. I mean, even for partners to be able to connect with a certain customer or maybe a regular customer or a customer that you see, you know, for example, within the pandemic and they've got an NHS um, lanyard on. It was a great opportunity to go, OK, I'm going to go get that person some chocolates or some flowers just to say thank you and have an amazing day. And it just made it made a difference to the customer's day, but also the partner's day to know, OK, I've done something good today and I've put a smile on someone's face. And um, yeah, I couldn't agree um, with you both more on that. And um, so obviously talking about customer and partners, um, how does customer and part partner feedback influence the decisions you make with online?
3: Well, I think um, I'll, I'll talk about the partners maybe and, and Laura can talk about the customers. I mean, I, I think from a, we well, can talk about either Laura, it's entirely up to you. But certainly from a, a, a partner perspective, uh, Beth, I think um, this this is probably links to the, the last question really around why partners do things so well and are so service-focused, because I, th- I think if we don't listen to partner feedback and act upon it, then, um, then then we're not doing something right from a partnership perspective, really, and from a customer perspective. So I, I think one of the things that the guys that I work with, particularly um, the BDMs, for example, business development managers that work in online, they build great relationships with shop management, uh, with partners in shops, really being close to how the operation works and the feedback that those partners get from customers um, but also want to give us about how well or, or, or not on occasions uh, the uh, the online operation works um, and of course when you do that and you, and you listen to that in a way in which you're genuinely interested and want to find resolutions and work collaboratively to find solutions then things get better and and I I passionately believe if people think that they have a voice and are being listened to and can see the influence that they're having, then that makes everybody more um, signed up to what we're trying to achieve. So, but it isn't just about BDMs, myself and uh, a number of the team have been to a whole host of forums uh, throughout the years to talk to counsellors. Um, we've been to council a couple of times to, to talk to council in general around our ambitions for mission 2020 um, and how that flexed over the year. Um, I love getting a gazette letter if I'm honest with you because actually when you get a gazette letter it just shows that that one person doesn't quite believe in what you're doing or has a question based on their own experience and it gives you an opportunity just to challenge that in your own mind and then relay what the answer should be. So. Um, yeah, I, I absolutely think that listening to partners is, is a key thing. And of course, they're the people that interface with our customers as well. So why wouldn't you listen to them?
2: Yeah, I would agree with that. And I think um, you know, as, as Steve said, they, you know, our drivers are the key interface for our customers. So it's really important that we make sure that you know that both of those voices are he- heard. Um, I think, on a customer feedback point of view, I mean. I think the one thing I would say when I joined the partnership five years ago, I was amazed at how engaged and willing our customers are to tell us and what they think, what's good, what's bad. Like I've never, I've never experienced anything quite like it in my, in my career. So that's a real gift actually. Um, So we use it. I mean, if you think about how we might use it, you know, myself and the rest of the leadership team talk about the customer, you know every day but on a monday you know this this afternoon in fact we'll be talking about you know how are customers feeling about the service last week what did they like what didn't they like what do we need to do about it you know so we talk about it when we talk about what customers are saying on a regular basis we also use customer insight to make some of the big decisions about the online growth so you know at the moment for example we're investing our number one priority and an investment priority right now is about making more slots available why because customers are telling them that's the number one issue that they have when trying to get their shopping done by waitress online so we use it um in so many different ways and shapes and forms and actually the pandemic has it's, it's forced us to be a little bit creative so you know a lot of the teams you know in the in the detail Um, you know, thinking about witches.com, we used to have the ability to bring customers into head office, into Taylor House, into our customer lab and talk to them and show them, you know, a new experience on the app or the website. And we can't do that now. But I mean, the team have been amazing. They found a way, you know, through the wonders of technology to still run customer research sessions online um, because it's just so important to everything that they do. They want to be guided by the customer. Um, and so they really do um, engage with it and take it quite seriously. So um, it's kind of everywhere, is <laughs> how I would describe it. It influences small decisions. It influences big decisions. It is, it's such a, a strong driver of mine um, and driver of the team to make sure that we're doing the absolute best that we can for the customer. And the only way to know that is to ask them. Um so so massive for us and, and we continue to invest uh, in this area to get better data, more partners who are more able to interpret that data, um, and really make sure that we are being, you know, customer led in, in everything that we do.
1: I mean you mentioned you know partners being um, quite a big aspect in this kind of um the influence and kind of feedback that we get um, you know if you know because online is so important now and um, especially because of covid it's even more important um, a lot of partners would actually be interested to pursue a career within um, the online team and working with waitrose.com um, is there anything you'd recommend kind of to those partners who are interested in how they could potentially get some experience in this area
2: yeah, I mean, I think for me, what I'd say is just reach out and get in touch, right? You know, it, I'm pretty confident that, you know, anyone that, you know, myself, anyone on the team, you know, if you if a partner expressed an interest in learning about online, you know, we are always we'd love I mean, the one thing that we love is we love what we do when you love what you do, you talk, you want to talk about it. So I think the key thing for me is about, you know, just reach out, get involved Um, get curious you know we've had so many great stories I remember one partner she was working part-time in John Lewis High Wycombe on the um, fitted curtains desk Um, and she decided that she was going to go back to university and and study for a degree in sort of data science and she just got in touch one day and said can I come and spend a week with your team to learn more about the online team and we of course said yeah and she came along, and she ended up getting our permanent job in our analytics team. Um, you know when she'd finished her studies, and she's now you know she she works as part of the the the, the strategy team and under Nina's area. But she's still always close to the online business and supporting us. So you know that's just one story. There's lots of stories like that. Um, that I'm sure you know Steve can share some as well. But it is really about. You know if you're interested get in touch you know find out a bit more um and there's always lots of ways to to sort of develop your career in the partnership i think that's i think that's part of the beauty of the partnership as well
3: yeah i would agree about reaching out um if it's not to uh, those of us centrally then certainly from a shop perspective uh, reach out to um, the business development managers who you'll see in, in your shop fairly frequently and i suppose the other thing i would add as well, Beth, is what we've been able to do over the last year is put some structure into e-commerce in the shop as well. So we now have some defined e-commerce roles uh, for partners, whether it's as a lead driver or a a service ambassador, but we also have some ATM and TM roles as well for for shop. So actually, if you are that focused on building um, your career uh, from a shop perspective, an operational perspective, there there is now a bit more of a defined path for partners as well to follow. But yeah, I I think if if you have an interest in anything to do with what we do, then certainly reach out. Um, We're we're very easy to find from um, uh, an email address perspective and just drop us a line, be more than happy to talk to any partners.
2: Brilliant. So I think this is,
1: I'm very interested in this last question. so what's the most popular item that Waitrose customers include in their online shop? I'm hoping it's going to be a little bit more interesting than like a four pint of like semi-skimmed milk, but I don't, I'm very interested.
2: What do you think it is, Beth?
1: My guess, was, oh, I don't know if it, I think it's a bit, I think it might be a bit boring, but I think a four pint of essential Waitrose semi-skimmed milk, that's my guess.
2: You are spot on. <laughs> no, <really? laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, 2.8 million units of which no. is essential semi-skins milk last year. That is amazing. <laughs> Beth, Beth,
3: Beth, there is some hope for you as long as you don't shop on .com. So I have, I have a weekly conversation with the guys from Deliveroo at the moment, and they're always tickled pink to find that lemons and avocados are our biggest uh, selling items so just just shows a slightly different mission but um uh yeah it's, we sell plenty of milk on delivery as well
1: oh wow that is i mean i'm very impressed in all the thousands and thousands of lines that we have at wait shows um <laughs> i'll be telling everyone about that later definitely um well, that's it. Um, thank you so so much for coming to talk to um me today. I've it's been a really really lovely conversation, and um yeah, it's been really interesting actually getting to know what's going on online, what what our future plans are. Um, yeah, thank you so much, even Laura.
2: Thanks for having me, Beth.
3: Yeah, it's been a pleasure, Beth. As Laura says, we love our jobs and like talking about it, so it's been a pleasure.
1: Brill, Thank you so much.
0: I hope you all thoroughly enjoyed the episode and please make sure to all pat yourselves on the back because we have come so far, we have done so much and been able to work within these unprecedented times so we have to give ourselves much more credit than I think some of us may do on a day to day basis but I hope you all enjoyed it and I'll be back next week to present to you another new episode. So stay safe and have a lovely week.